Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm looking at um, the recent like Champions League home ledger for Atletico, including this game, Robbie, and they haven't won any of their past six Champions League home games. That includes the uh, quote-unquote home game in Bucharest last year. And be- before this game, Robbie, we were both kind of confident that Atletico were going to get the win. We're going to get back on track. They had just beaten Osasuna. The defense looked solid again. And then it, it just, it all goes wrong here. My my theory is that this game was lost in the first half with how Atletico were aligned and how they played in that first half. That was their chance to land a knockout blow, and they failed miserably in doing that. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I agree. I think um, the, the, it feels like this team is, is still, it remains caught between two different worlds and, and usually we see one or the other or kind of glimpses of one and mo- a lot of the other whereas today we saw a, a very clear four four two, and then which turned into a, a, I don't know kind of a, a tree a kind of I don't know what it was at the end but a, a, a way more dynamic kind of a, a, a dynamic looking formation in the second half but one where they actually looked like they were way more vulnerable um, and I don't think 
I mean, I feel like there's never just, like, I was just thinking about this today. There's never just, like, a substitute, a like-for-like substitute at Atletico. It's Mm. either completely bringing the changes or nothing. And it's just weird that why does it always have to be like that? Like, why is it always a case of Atletico are looking to break a team down? They're never winning 2-0 or 3-0 and they can just change Cunha for Suarez. It has to be, okay, Lodi on for Mosso. That's like completely changed everything. And then you're looking at like a whole, like everything just changes. And and I think it's... um, I, I, yeah, I just, I just, it's kind of frustrating because you, I don't know what their, um, I don't know what their plan is, uh, and I'm starting to get the impression that I'm not entirely sure that Simeone either he either doesn't know the plan or he's not entirely convinced by the plan. Hmm. Um, and neither are very, really, uh, neither. Neither uh, is encouraging. Are, neither, neither really breeds much optimism <laughs> about this team moving forward. Yeah. Neither one. Uh, yeah. Jan Oblak is speaking to the press right now. Uh, he says, quote, it's a difficult situation, but we've gotten into this situation ourselves. I can't explain why this is happening. Uh, we as a team, we have to do so much more. You have to play well, win, and hope it's enough to qualify, which is where we want to be. Um, Oblak is struggling to explain it, too, um, about what's going on with Atletico right now. They they lost again, Robbie. Their third consecutive Champions League loss that we're going to talk about today. 1-0 at home to Milan. They have completed a group stage without winning a single home game, which is just shocking given this team's record in this competition under Cholo. And they've only won three of the past 14 games in this competition. And this was the worst defeat and most limp defeat of the three in this competition and of Atletico's displays since beating Liverpool a year and a half ago, more than nearly two years ago in the Champions League. Uh, yeah, it, I think your point about there not being a like-for-like, like, really a single like-for-like like change in Atletico is a good one. And it serves to unbalance the team even further. We've talked this season about Atletico having a pretty top-heavy squad um, with five strikers capable of getting first-team minutes um, and really only one natural defensive midfielder, one natural pivot in Jeffrey Kondogbia. Uh, Kondogbia replaces Griezmann 10 minutes from time um, in, in a, a change that was, is it a defensive change? Is it, is it an attacking change? Does Simeone even really know? Is he playing for the draw? I mean, it's good to make aggressive changes like Simeone has been doing this year, um, but the aggressive changes have more often than not been covering up for a, a poor initial game plan in the first half tonight Atletico played a 4-4-2 that put DePaul on the right hand side and it just that was a waste a complete waste and it, they lost any creativity and danger and any threat from the central area and Milan played through it really really easily and then in the second half when Atletico needed to play with more intensity okay Correa comes on Cunha comes on two natural fullbacks come on, but there's still no clear plan as to how to generate chances. Exactly. And they looked, they're at home tonight with Griezmann and Luis Suarez up front, Rodrigo de Paul, um, Rodrigo de Paul, Marcos Llorente, Thomas Lamar, loads of speed, loads of dynamism, Yannick Carrasco, and they, they, 
they, they were slightly better in, in the second half of the first half, but didn't they didn't create anything. They didn't they didn't they're not creating anything. Right. And I don't know if that's and 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 and, and I mean I've been critical of Luis Suarez in the past, but I don't know if that's if it's if it's on Suarez or if or if they just don't have a plan. Um, and I, I'm starting to maybe think that while Suarez isn't totally free of blame, I think it's it's also because they don't get him the ball. They don't know how to get him the ball. They mm-hmm. don't know. It's just kind of uh, something might fall to him or someone might break a line with with a pass or Carrasco might dribble by someone and, and, and create something. But other than that, it's like, how are we systematically going to break down teams? Uh, and I, I, I just don't think that they have... They don't know how to do it yet. And it comes back to this and, oh my God, it actually kind of... Uh, I'm boring myself talking about this, but we spoke about it at nauseam. Like, like we spoke about this evolution that Atletico are supposed to be undergoing for the last how long is this? Five, four, three years, five years. Like, I mean, it has to be five years that we're talking about this. Yeah. Where they look solid with a four-four-two, a defensive solid four-four-two, but that's not going to cut it against teams that you have to beat because they want to. Uh, make the next step up and actually challenge for titles and drawing with uh, drawing with teams below them isn't going to cut it so they have to do something and they have to be uh, they, they, they have to um, they have to be what's the opposite of reactionary they have to be proactive yeah <laughs> I'm losing my mind here <laughs> no, uh, they, they, they have to be proactive and, and and they just don't know how to be. They bought players that we thought were going to uh, help them be that way, and they bought. Uh, they've got unlimited amounts of talent now in the squad, and we thought that it was going to uh, maybe come together, but it just looks like it's even more confusing, and it's mm. and Simeone is even more. Uh, I don't want to say lost, but he's even more confused with what he's supposed to be doing, given the amount of talent he has. Uh, we, we, oh, no, sorry, I, 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 I can't remember what anyone else said, but I, I, the general consensus was that it was a good summer that they had, and I was personally said that it was great, and I was yeah. really excited, and things were good, and, and and I did say that, but it's looking now like they were just buying. Uh, like they were buying players with 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 a certain with a that are good players obviously and they can do lots of different things but at the end of the day don't really fit into any kind of a coherent plan and the margins are still so thin um both atletico's last two games have only one goal has been scored in each one uh so simeone has tried to dial it back a bit and you know b- before like last season and into this season i thought we were I wrote about this like literally two weeks ago <laughs> that I thought we were seeing Atletico fully blossoming into this new attacking um, identity. Uh, but now Simeone ha- has has dialed it back and it's the resumption of a start-stop process that was delayed last season. And because of that, Atletico were able to win the league um, by just pushing forward. But now Simeone has gone back to the four at the back. It's a more confused kind of like it's, it's more it's a glob of players in the second half. I don't even think Simeone's substitutions were all that bad today, but 
it's an unbalanced squad. There are several players who just aren't playing particularly well at the moment. There's only so much he can do, but you know, I maintain that this game was lost in the first half, and it, it's Simeone trying to uh, regain this stability and defensive solidity. And I, I think I think he's overdoing it, and the the team is suffering. That first half today, given the circumstances, Robbie was about as bad as Atletico have played in a long time. Uh, just point one expected goals, only two shots on target the entire game. One of them was a DePaul shot from distance. The other one was Tomale Ma with his weaker right foot. So no shots on target for Llorente, none for Carrasco, none for Griezmann. Suarez didn't even attempt a shot and spent most of the game on the floor trying to draw fouls. Uh, Correa comes on and doesn't make much of an impact. You know, we have Cunha, Lodi, what are, what are really their roles? Lodi comes on and is just a foul machine. Oh my god, how many fouls did he four fouls? Three three or four in like twenty five minutes. Yeah. Four of them. He had four fouls in twenty five minutes, so yeah, the, the the Lottie experiment is one that's not working. Not not right now. He has not had a a good season. Uh but he he's one of the players whose level is really kinda low at the moment. We've seen a really drastic shift in this team over the last six months where uh, they were league champions. They had they had this huge lead in La Liga and didn't break and won the league. And and now with many of these same players, the plan is as confused as ever. Absolutely, yeah. And, and like I mean, um, um, the, the like I'm just thinking now. The problem is is what we're expecting from Simeone. Like when you think about just how and. Um, evangelical or how committed he was to the low block 4-4-2 risk-free football how many how many football managers have gone and done a complete 180 and and become something entirely different not just like you might you might you might get a couple who, who change slightly when they've gone to a new team but I just think that Atletico Madrid are are trying to become something that Simeone is not capable of turning them into. And and as 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 sad and as 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 Armageddon like as that is, that's just the truth of it. I think. And 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 I think he's still good for Atletico if they want to top four. Uh, last maybe 16 last eight of the Champions League every now and again but if they genuinely want to to uh, take the next step forward in, in this um, process of becoming a, a top top European club which they are to some extent but in terms of the football they play they're not on a level of Liverpool or they're not on the same level as no. as as, uh, as Man City obviously or or, or um, or even a Chelsea or Chelsea, something like that. Yeah, Bayern. Like, the, the and, top and that's teams. just the truth of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I, you know, and I and I think that uh, I think that that's um, that's uh, sad and all as that is. I think maybe Simeone might. Well, he's not gonna. He's not gonna say say. He's not gonna resign, like walk away from this. He's got complete control. He's um. He's the best paid manager in the world. He has he. This is his 
baby like this is his project this is this is his life's work like this is a, a great um, yeah life's work so i mean this is what he's going to be remembered for and he's, he's it's it's he's not just going to walk away or anything like that i'm not suggesting that you know, but i'm just but i'm just saying if atletico want to take the next step forward in their process of becoming a, a superpower or whatever you want to call it i think uh they need to do something different um, and it's just not working at the moment. Mm. And Simeone and Atletico have, have come through rough patches before in in several recent seasons. You know, there have been delicate situations in the league and in the Champions League in in the last three, four, five years. You know, Atletico were knocked out at this stage in 2017, went on to win the Europa League. Uh, the last two seasons, it came down to the final match day. It's going to come down to the final match day again. Atletico are still in with a shout to qualify. You know, in La Liga, there have in 2016-17, when we first started doing the podcast, Atletico were out of the top four until March. Um, and same thing in 2019-20, they were out of they were battling for a European place with ten games to go. It was it wasn't looking good, but Atletico have come through each time. Um, they and they did just win the league last season, so it, it's not like as if Simeone's forgotten how to coach. It's not as if these players have forgotten how to play. But there is a very fundamental disconnect here in how Atletico want to play and how they are actually playing, based on the player profiles they have in midfield and in attack. There really is this is a really an inexcusable performance given what was on the line, given the urgency that needed to be displayed. Um, the players just weren't prepared enough, um, and Milan started dictating the pace really rather early on. Um, I thought they were much stronger in midfield with Kestier and Tonali. Uh, Brahim Diaz was excellent in the first half. I thought, I mean, Robbie, I texted you before the game ended. I thought this was one of the worst games Jose Jimenez has ever played for Atletico. Just so many poor passes and so many bad decisions culminating in, in the winning goal from, from Messias, where it's a, it's a free header from a Kestier cross eight yards out so just nothing is working for atletico right now the one thing you expect to continue to work for atletico is the defense and the structure and even that has faltered um and that that win over osasuna was as you put it over the weekend was really paper over the cracks there are still very fundamental problems against um i don't consider milan a top team in europe but they're they're good opposition even against good teams that can come in and and issue a challenge atletico are, are are still cracking and unsure of how to play yeah and, and i and i think like i mean you mentioned there obviously obviously Simeone is still a world-class coach and he, he's brilliant and everything but like the, the winning 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 the la liga last year um, and and at the end of the day it doesn't matter what i say and it doesn't matter what history says they won La Liga last year, but this is the worst period Barcelona have gone through in twenty years. Yeah, it's the, it's 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 the Real Madrid coming off a period under Zinedine Zidane where they just owned the Champions League. They lost Ronaldo. They are kind of they're in the process of transition themselves. And Atletico won the league, and I'm not trying to rewrite history here I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take that away from them but at the same time they nearly messed it up they won it with 86 points Barcelona finished at 79 
and Real Madrid with 84 and I mean I, I think it's kind of like the, the old like Gunnar Solskjaer thing like even wish but now no, look calm down yeah. <laughs> people are going to come for you after that after saying that no, no but I just think like there's context winning games is fine and all but there's context like we, we like if we were just going to go by the scoreboard like that wouldn't really be very much fun at all so there is context within every victory and within yeah. every loss even and, and stuff like that and, but I do think that Atletico talking about papering, papering over the cracks maybe that La Liga title last year papered over some cracks mm. and and they won't mind Luis Suarez doesn't care he fired Atletico to a La Liga title in his first year that's fine but I'm just saying there's an underlying kind of a, 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 a strangeness about what Atletico are currently are and what they're currently trying to be and I think that when we look back on Atletico in 10 years time for example and not every team has to have this distinct style where they're like, oh, they like it has to have a name or it has to, it has to um, be be a school of it's always Christian. Or I, I'm not saying that, but I think when we look back at the Atletico, this Atletico in ten years' time, we're gonna be like, what, 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 what did they do again? Like, what were they again? How did they play? Or it's, it, they're not doing nothing that stands out. They don't have an identity, and I just think that, like, we're, like we've been saying that Atletico have come through bad periods in the, in the past, mm-hmm. and, and and that's true. But but their next game is in no, sorry, not not their next game. We're in December basically now. We're we're six days out of December. Yeah, we're halfway through the season, and th- this has been poor since Celta first day of the season yeah it, 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 it was poor it was messed up it was weird it was what's happening it was all slowly but surely and all of a sudden like we said and we've been saying on the podcast for the last couple of weeks we're just waiting for it to click and it's like the season's going to be over and we're still going to be waiting we're still going to be waiting <laughs> it's 2023 <laughs> and we're still wondering when 2021 22 Atlantic are going to show up Jeremy Jeremy's <laughs> old and great I know. <laughs> You've got a walking cane. <laughs> we're all in the metaverse, and, and we're we're, we're, <laughs> we're waiting for Atletico to finally click. <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I don't plan to get old for a while yet. They don't plan to be in the metaverse either. But, but either way, yeah, I think I think that's a really well taken point. Is that we've been? It's like waiting for Godot, Robbie. It's like waiting for this this train to show up, and it hasn't shown up. We've only talked about a handful of performances this season. Like I can name them, like Betis, Barcelona. The Villarreal game was was a good performance, but that wasn't a win. Like those three performances are really the only ones this season where we've thought, okay, Atletico look really good. Maybe they're going to take off now, and they still haven't because the team is imbalanced. Um, there seems to be a clear plan some days and other days there's not. Um, there have been injuries and suspensions, sure, okay, great. But there's also been an identity some games and others others it's not. Um, and I've asked this a few times on the pod and we're going to keep asking it until it happens. Um, I, I think we, we both have confidence on some level that Simeone can get this Atletico team playing well and looking balanced and looking strong again 
But the question is going to be when. Will it be in time to challenge for trophies? Will it be in time to mount a serious run at one at another league title? Will it be in time to mount a run for the domestic cup or the super cup? Because the Champions League, it's not happening. Um, Atletico might get out of this without even qualifying for the Europa League. They might finish rock bottom of the group. Um, and this take-your-time approach in getting Atletico clicking again and looking like the team they were a year ago at this time, it's... Um, it's going to come at a price. It's going to come at this team's likely, very likely, Champions League elimination after the Messiah's goal in the 87th minute here. And Milan were deserved winners here. I think we can agree on that, too. Um, Atletico had only six shots, two on target, from 43% possession in a must-win game at home. I, that's beyond inadequate. That's, like, unacceptable for a team with this kind of talent and this kind of ambition. Uh so we're, we're still waiting, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for Atletico to look like we think they can look. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's just frustrating because you watch, like, we watch Atletico every single week, and, like, you watch a team, like, for example, Rio, um, and and I know that things are going well for Rio, and it's easy now to look and oh look, if only they could be like a team like Rio. But just just for example, Rio, they've got a they've got a certain style and right. a certain way that they play. With Atletico, like honestly, it's 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 nearly impossible to even guess what what team he's going to pick. Like like you know, barring barring maybe one or two positions for. Um, for uh, for Real Madrid, for Barcelona, even even Barcelona, you're looking at um, Atletico and you're like, I actually haven't got a clue what he's gonna do here. I, I don't know like how he's gonna play. Um, there there are some things I guess you can assume, but like for the most part, it's it's uh, you don't know if it's gonna be Correa, Rodrigo de Paul, uh, Joe, Joe Felix has been like I mean. Joe Felix has just been another disappointment. Like again, another season where it just feels like he's not getting going. Like you know, and and I know that that's down to injuries and it's it's frustrating for him. And he had the surgery and he's trying to come back. But like, I don't know. It just feels like this. It just feels like it's kind of like a wasted. Um, I won't say a wasted generation for Atletico because like I said, they won the league last year. But like, it's like. I don't know, man. It's just like I, I wish I wish Atletico would have a style of play that you could look and be like, oh, yeah, that is classic Atletico Madrid. Because right now you're like they're scoring goals and they're whatever. Like, well, right I now mean, they're not scoring any goals. <laughs> right now they're not doing anything. But even when they do, it's just kind of like I I, I don't know where their next goal is going to come from. I don't really know what they're going to yeah. they're planning to do it. And, yeah, like I mean, it's just it's just kind of frustrating not being able to watch and see trends and and uh, and and see how they're how they're tr- trying to play. And as and uh, as as much as we're heaping on them right now, Robbie, I mean, Mateus Cunha puts in that chance from four yards in stoppage time. They get a draw, which doesn't look like a bad result despite the performance. Uh, but they they don't get that chance to go in from Cunha. We might be talking a little differently. Um, and they also, despite how they're playing or not playing, they could they could still win La Liga. I mean, they're I think we can agree they're still a, a prime contender to repeat as league winners, despite having a style of play that 
well, we don't really know what it's going to be from game to game. Sometimes it looks like they're going to take that next step and evolve into this fully, like, in-flight attacking unit, but then they pull the reins back. Like, just putting DePaul on the right side of that 4-4-2 today was just, that was, like, the worst decision, like, by far that Simeone could have made because it just made things so easy for Milan, and it made, it was so difficult to break Milan's press when DePaul wasn't in the middle just pinging passes left just pinging passes forward it just really took him out of that area where he thrives so well um but even still Atletico still have time to win La Liga like the the way given their squad depth and, and given how finely balanced the league is this year or not um they could still win it so this could still be a successful season for them, but we're we're not really seeing it right now. Uh, this was a really this is a low point for them. Um, like if you're if you're Atletico, oh yeah, go go ahead. I'll ask you this next question in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, well, 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 well you just said there that uh, if Cunha scores that goal and oh yeah, a, a draw and that's fine. But but I still would have been coming on here saying that. Oh sure. Something's not right. Right. And and I, am, not. and I completely understand. And I completely understand that uh, that that um, the, the results do kind of change the narrative a bit, and it's hard to like like when Suarez does nothing for eighty five minutes and then he scores two goals. It's hard, and it's 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 wrong in a way for me to come on and, and say <laughs> he's no good and people are gone. But I mean, he's doing he did exactly what a striker has to do. You're right. I have no argument against that, so I'm not going to say it. Right. But, but uh, and and uh, back to Solskjaer again. And diehard Man United fans, just like diehard Atletico Madrid fans, won't care if Atletico win the Champions League. It's nil all draws from now until the final in May. They won't care because at the end of the day, and the players won't care. Simeone won't care. Right. And. They, sh- they shouldn't care and I'm not saying that they don't but I'm just saying it, it's um, uh, I'm looking at this and I'm saying this can't this it, there's something not right here mm-hmm. and I, I think that uh, and I think that uh, like <laughs> back to Solskjaer uh, w- like you can you can it's just, you can shout you can shout into the sky uh, for as long as you want uh, that Solskjaer isn't the right man for the job, but if he if he keeps getting results, there's nothing, to, and, and and people will have an argument. I just think that uh, it's up to us to kind of uh, analyze it a little bit further. And I think that um, I think that uh, that even if Atletico had a scrape to a, a result out of that today, I think that I would have still been like, there's something not right here. And I've been saying it all year, even when they've been getting wins and that. And I don't know. I just think that. Again, there's something not right here, and and I and yeah, I I, I don't know how they're gonna fix it. Yeah, it's because the identity isn't either fully formed or it's not there at all. And I, either either response, either possibility, uh, doesn't encourage much optimism or positivity. Um, yeah, you can only even earlier this season when they were beating Espanyol and Hatafi with late goals, we were talking about those results not really being sustainable because they weren't good performances. If you have good underlying metrics and good underlying performances and a defined identity and a system of play, okay, great. Sometimes results don't go your way, but you can repeat it and you can succeed with that formula. Right now, there is no clear formula for Atletico's success. We, we thought that maybe there was one. 
um, last year, but it hasn't. They haven't been able to repeat it this year with really the same core, which is pretty concerning. Um, let me ask you this: If Atletico do drop into the Europa League, um, is it is it worth playing the Europa League? Would you rather finish third or fourth if you're Atletico? Oh, fourth, I'd say. Mm. Just, just, just for the sake of um, getting a La Liga title run going. And I mean, what's 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 the Europa? Nah, I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be another trophy, and that'd be fine if they did win it. But I think this squad is built to to compete at the at the highest level the Europa League is, is isn't isn't that and uh, I think that um, yeah I think that they, they might win it out of pure spite and just be like oh, let's go and win this but I also think that they absolutely would prefer to maybe finish finish fourth and just kind of focus on La Liga winning La Liga um, mm. and, and that's that, that's a big challenge for them winning La Liga back to back they haven't done that in uh, 70 years. Uh, yeah, it's 70. Yep, 1951, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a massive challenge for Atletico, and that would be amazing. It doesn't matter how they get results. It doesn't matter how good or bad Real Madrid or Barcelona are. If Atletico can manage to win La Liga uh, in consecutive years, that's an incredible feat, even if they don't have a particularly um, endearing identity right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's still possible. They're only four points off top spot. They have a game in hand on Real Sociedad in second. Um, yeah, and I, I think that continued European and uh, exploits, whether it's in the Champions League or the Europa League, might distract from that. That's a very special uh, achievement if, if they can do it. Um, and their best chance to win a trophy this season is quite clearly domestically, whether it's La Liga, the Super Cup, the Copa. Um, it's not going to happen in the Champions League because it doesn't look like they're going to qualify. Um, and Europa, I mean, they won the Europa League out of spite three years ago. Like They basically went on that run after dropping out of the group stage um, and said, right, we are better than everyone in the Europa League field. Uh, Copenhagen, Lokomotiv, Sporting, Arsenal, whoever. Uh, we're just going to go win this out of spite. And that's what they did. They steamrolled to the Europa League title. Um, doing that again would strike me as a step back for this club, given the the outlay and given the the successes since that Europa League triumph three years ago, that would be a step back. Um, and I, I think Atletico will probably be better served by not competing in Europe at all, fully focusing domestically. Like you, uh, Arguably, they could win a domestic double this year um, because they got three trophies to play for. They're very strong contenders to win at least one of them. So, you know... I guess that's, if we're looking for a silver lining here, that's going to be one. Players will get more rest and they'll be able to fully focus on domestic endeavors, but that's a pretty small silver lining on an otherwise pretty disastrous night for Atletico against Milan, Robbie. Yeah, at the end of the day, the Champions League is the one, and it's the one that evades Simeone, and it's the one that they just came so incredibly, painfully close to winning. Yep. And, and just couldn't get over the line, and, and it's gonna, it's gonna haunt Simeone, and and, and I'm sure it already does. Uh, and he just loves to win it. And it just, and it just feels like right now the harder he tries and the harder Atletico try to get back there, they just can't. They just, they just, the further away they're getting. It's like the harder they try to win the competition, the harder they fall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just three wins from fourteen. That dates back to two Champions League campaigns ago, to twenty nineteen twenty. Like, 
it's like the the more you build a team to try to win the Champions League, the the less likely it is to happen. Because I don't think it's not really an argument that this team is not on Liverpool's level. Okay, they're not on Chelsea's level, City's level, Bayern's level, um, arguably PSG's level. PSG have problems, but PSG's talent is really out of this world. Um, you've got five, six, maybe seven teams who have stronger claims in this competition than Atletico do, just based on the squad composition and the depth and the style of play. Um, so yeah, it's it definitely something that if it doesn't happen for Simeone at Atletico, uh, it's gonna haunt him for the rest of his days. But you know there are there are all alternatives. You can channel that energy into fighting for La Liga, and that's where Atletico are going next. Robbie, uh, back to La Liga. This weekend against Cadiz, and this is a Cadiz team that has won only twice in 14 tries. They currently sit 16th, and they have not won at home yet. They're one of only two teams in La Liga to not ring up a home win. Uh, so naturally, they're going to they're get one Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Cadiz are kind of yeah, I think Cadiz are kind of struggling now at the moment, and I think that. Uh, I think they've got uh, yeah they've got Cadiz, Mallorca, and then Porto, and they have to be three wins, C or C, as they say yeah, in Spain. C-O-C. So uh, I think I think that uh, I think that um, this looks like a chance now to kind of get that run going. Uh, I don't know if Joe Felix is going to be back, but I really hope he is, and and and, and I I'd like to like. The problem is, and I know that we're speaking after a, a loss here, and it's, it's kind of hard to see the silver lining after such a horrible loss. But um, I would like to see. Oh, sorry. The problem is after after a loss like this is it's hard to actually fix what. Like it's not like oh, there's one thing that you need. Like you need more, whatever. It, it feels like this whole thing needs jigging. The whole. The whole setup needs to be fixed, and whether that means, um, whether that means even like moving Koke out of there and playing Condogbia and giving Llorente and and, and the ball freedom to just go and play as kind of free eights and or, or, or leave Llorente right back and 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 play a, a double pivot um, with with three in attack and and, and a number ten and more more of a number ten and. Uh, like I mean I, I don't know but they need more of a presence in, in attacking midfield and more kind of because it felt like like it felt like Suarez and Griezmann were just totally disconnected from everything today and and they had such a difficult time getting the ball forward to them uh, so I feel like uh, in the next three games you, you'd like to see that um, or sorry against Mallorca and, and Cadiz definitely you'd like to see them kind of uh, setting down some kind of a foundation for how they're planning on playing against Porto, getting uh, kind of the good feelings back and going into that Porto game with a little bit of a head of steam and and, and maybe win uh, and, and obviously going for it against Porto, winning and then seeing where that takes you. Push. It's not up to them either. The, no. uh, yeah, it's because, not in their uh, not in their hands anymore. Yeah. In the Champions no. League, but in La Liga, La Liga certainly is. Um, this is a, a, a decent run entering December. And then when we get into December, Atletico will have four consecutive uh, games away. They have trips to Sevilla and Real Madrid in addition to the uh, game at Porto. So that will be a, that'll be a nice, a nice stretch for them. Uh, but yeah, th- this, this next week or so here, next week and a half entering the trip to uh, Porto, this is huge um, to get momentum and to show that 
psychologically the, the team is still strong and that they can overcome uh, just a, a nasty, miserable night at the Metropolitano. Uh, Cadiz have, haven't really found that magic that they had at the start of last season, uh, still struggling to score goals and also struggling to keep them out. Their negative 11 goal differential is the second worst in La Liga and only Levante, winless Levante, uh, whom Atletico couldn't beat. Only Levante have conceded more than uh, than Cadiz, and they have only one win in their last six. But it was against a decent Athletic side uh, at uh, at San Mames. So on paper, you say Atletico are are, are going to win here. They're going to bounce back in a big way. Um, but I don't know. It, it, we we can't really pick Cholo's team yet. Um, we don't know if Joao Felix will be there or not. Cholo was optimistic about it in the press conference before the Milan game. We'll see if he's fit. Um, still no Kieran Trippier, but having Felix back would be that would be a big help because he's a player who, if he's right, his his explosiveness and his talent uh, is definitely something that can separate Atleti from the rest. But are which Joao Felix are they going to get, and when are they going to get him back? Yeah, I can see what you're doing talking with this game, Jeremy. You're trying to get me. You're trying to goad me in to making a prediction. There are a few. <laughs> Like point <laughs> I, I am just I'm just humbly reciting facts, Robbie. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think you are right. I mean, in, 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 and on paper they should be winning this, and even regardless of who's ready and who's there. But it would be nice to see a full complement of players. Obviously, they're not gonna. They're they're probably uh, gonna miss one or two still. push and um, over the next couple of weeks, yeah, it will be it will be nice to see. Um, see them getting when is that oh so it's two weeks from now then that, the, that those next round of games are on yeah yes uh, so they have Cadiz on Sunday and then Mallorca at home and then Porto away that's on December 7th so it's going to be two weeks from today or okay. a little less than two weeks from today actually right mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 7th is a Wednesday, yeah. And then they have the Madrid Derby after that. So, yeah, the Cadiz and Mallorca games are, are big ones to generate momentum entering that stretch of four consecutive games away from home before the Christmas break. So, ooh, yeah, this is just a missed opportunity, huge missed opportunity for Atletico today. But the season the season is long, and they, they still do have some hope in the Champions League, but it's not in their hands anymore, and... Gotta tell you, I'm not watching them today. I'm not really confident they can go and beat Porto in two weeks. But partido off partido, we will see what happens in the meantime. We'll be here to talk about it, good or bad. Uh, anything else you got, Robbie? Before we sign off today? No, that's it for now, and uh, we'll see you on um, at the weekend. We'll we'll, we'll chat to you at the weekend. Yes, we will coach narrow chat with you, dear listener, uh, on Sunday. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your continued support uh, on Into the Calderon and on Patreon as well at patreon.com slash Colt We'll see you this weekend. Adios. Mm-hmm.